I would do, sometimes I would, I would think, okay, if I would be not me and sit there <coughs> and listen to me, a few times I would probably snore from there. So. Okay, so, uh, before we begin our Torah study, let's pray together. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. So today I want to continue our discussion on Messianic Judaism. Forever topic. That's good. I hope this topic has been helpful and blessed our lives. It's my hope, my prayer. I have tried to convey my understanding and vision on Messianic Judaism, although it seems a year may be insufficient to consider this issue from all sides, because it is too long. The name of today's message is, I believe with complete faith. Uh, but first, before I will go there, I would like to invite Jeff and Deborah to share with us their testimony of their journey to Messianic congregation. I believe it's very important for us to listen. Well, I feel the presence of the Lord very strongly today. I'm sure you realize that. Um, I was brought up in New York City mostly. I come, I'm Jewish, my whole family is Jewish, and um, I went to Yeshiva, which is a Jewish school, through the ninth grade. So my reading Hebrew is not like people who are just learning Hebrew now, even though I still have to, especially the scroll, because there are no vowels in that scroll, right? <laughs> so I have, to, I have to read that over and over and over. It's still a challenge, but, but anyway, and I had a big bar mitzvah and all that. And then when I turned 15, my family moved to, to South Florida. And um, then I went to college at the University of Florida, and it was there that I first heard the gospel. I was 18 years old, I first heard the gospel. And I, I heard about these messianic prophecies, such as Isaiah 53 and others, and um, and that definitely resonated with me. And then also, um, the animal sacrifices. Because, you know, it just kind of made sense. Well, okay, God wanted us to sacrifice these animals, the blood, and, and then Passover, which is coming up Wednesday, right? Passover, where the blood of the lamb covered the doorposts, and that's what saved the, the, firstborn, the, the firstborn sons of the Hebrew people because of that. And then it's all, and then Abraham went, Abraham being willing to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, oh, I guess not only son, he had Ishmael for us, but I, you know, Isaac who, who God promised that he would have a son and all, all those foretellings really kind of hit me and I, I realized that it seemed true, you know, truth. Like Lee says, he's a truth seeker. That's, you know, um, truth, truth matters. So I, I couldn't not say, and then of course the Holy Spirit took got hold of me, and that was it. <laughs> 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 you can see. 
Deborah said, keep this short. <laughs> keep it for four minutes. Okay. Then um, after you know, after all that, then we've been attending churches m- most of the time, almost all the time since that time. And um, it's just recently that we started attending a Messianic congregation. And it's been such a blessing. And just some of the things that are so special to me are like the worship music, the Messianic music, which is so beautiful. The dance team. Um, the scroll. We went up to North Carolina to visit Deborah's family and I was telling them about the scroll, how the scroll was taken out and brought throughout the congregation and we kissed the scroll. How beautiful, how the Word of God is so revered. Now, when I was a little boy, going to the yeshiva, if we dropped a Hebrew book, we, would, we had to kiss it, you know, we kissed it. We picked it, you know, it was like held in reverence. And I see that, it's held in reverence, the word of God, and that's all, that's what we have, God has given us as we know his word. And then the onyx, I'm looking at Deborah, thank you Deborah, <laughs> she does such a great job with all that. You know, coordinating it all, but the, we have food after after the service, and we get to have wonderful food, and we sit together at tables, and we we fellowship with one another. We have it's, we really are mishpacha, mm-hmm. not just by word, but by truth. It's a mish, it's a family. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to forget anything. <laughs> There's all the, the security team, all the teams, and, and then Rabbi Yuri, the way Rabbi Yuri and Rabbi Sanina encourage us to participate. It's so beautiful, all the teams, feeling we're part of it. And we all, you know, it's, it's so nice. We don't have a, a leader who's an autocrat, you know, dictating everything. He, 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 he guides us. He loves us. He, he cares about us. He, both of them have such compassion for their flock, and that's so evident. It's a blessing, you know, because we don't, you know, every place doesn't have that, and it's a blessing to have that. And then he always teaches out of the Word of God, every, every teaching, the Word of God, the scripture. That's the beautiful. I mean, that's it. It's not just what, you know, the leader just thinks, okay, it's all based, because that's our faith is based on the Word. And then Tuesday nights, that we get anointed with oil, we get a beautiful teaching, we have beautiful worship music, and then we, we get into small groups and we pray for each other. That is incre- that's so beautiful. And you don't see that a lot out there. You know, it's so incredible. So I'm just, I mean, at the age I'm at, I'm so thankful, you know, to be in this congregation. And then in general, Messianic Judaism, I mean, this is what it was 2,000 years ago. It really is. It's, it's pure. It's the Hebrew scriptures. It's, the, it's, it's, it's Yeshua. It's gathering together, caring about one another, loving one another, eating with one another, sharing with one another, and praying for one another. It's, oh, the prayer team. That's what I knew. I knew I forgot something. The prayer team, Ruth. Oh, how beautiful that we pray for one another. We know. You know, what's happening, and we pray, and we care about one, and it's so incredibly beautiful. 
So, and then, you know, and then to have Jews and Gentiles worshiping the, the Holy One of Israel together. Amen. Sometimes I sit here, you know, sometimes I'm here and I think, you know, I'm, I don't have this Jewish back, I'm Jewish, okay. But it was a long time ago that I was with the old Jews. You know, the first 15 years of my life, I was around Jewish people probably 99% of the time. Even when I would go to summer camp, it was a Jewish summer camp. I was always a Jewish. Now, I, you know, I'm used to not <laughs> always a camp. But it, sometimes I'm amazed. I'm like, these people, not only here, but throughout the world, through Africa, Asia, are worshiping Yeshua. Who's Jewish? They're, they're reading... Like it says in the, in, I'm talking longer than I should, but, but in the scriptures, I'm sorry, Rabbi, you're <laughs> the, the scriptures that, you know, that we are supposed to be a light to the, the Jewish people are supposed to be a light to the nations. How did that happen? Through Yeshua. That's how it happened. Why are Gentile believers reading the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, or the Hebrew Bible? Because if, you, if it wasn't for that, well, you know, I don't think that would be happening. Wouldn't be happening. Right. It's because the, the, the Jewish people have become a light to the nations through Yeshua, through, through our Savior. Okay, I think I said. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, I hand it to you, my best friend, for love and for life. I was born again when I was in fourth grade, and I began the journey of knowing God and following his ways, learning about his ways. Um, When I was in high school, particularly in ninth and tenth grade, I loved to read the Bible. And I really, throughout all the scriptures, I could see the enormous love that God had for the Jewish people. And I just thought, wow, so amazing. God's incredible love of the Jewish people. And I began to think, I wish I were Jewish. (laughs) And later on, God did answer that prayer. He brought me a Jewish husband who is born again. So I thank him for that. Um, And I I just want to say that the word of God is is everything. I mean, that's how we know who God is, through his word. And God, it never changes. He's the same today, yesterday, tomorrow, and forever. And I'm so thankful that in a world that is constantly changing, God does not change. And it is God's will that Jews and Gentiles worship together. So I thank all of you for reaching out to Jews and Gentiles. And I thank you for praying for one another, for praying for our community, our country, and our world. Thank you so much for obeying God and trusting him. Okay, she left. Okay, she's her appointment. So, uh, 
TD, if you will see our our service online, we happy to see you back from Jerusalem, from Israel. Amen. Also, well, rest. See, good to see you again. Healthy and good. So, so beautiful. So, uh, let us continue with Messianic Judaism, and we have uh, some time together. We have Shabbat. Uh, so, I would like to say something very important right now. Very important. Today I want to share uh, my understanding of what exactly makes us Messianic believers and our main difference from other branches of Judaism, I would like to say today. And to begin with, I want to say that we have a lot of common. We share many views on the scriptures and future events. They are very alike. I want to quote the 13 principles of Orthodox Judaism from Rambam, one of, of Judaism's most famous rabbis. And the 13 principles of Judaism are the central doctrines of Talmudic Judaism formulated by Rambam. So these principles state what an Orthodox Jew should believe. So let us, I would like to read it very uh, briefly and then we will go to Messianic beliefs. I believe with complete faith that the Creator, blessed be His name, is the Creator and Guide of all the created beings, and that He alone has made, does make, and will make all things. I believe with complete or perfect faith that the Creator, blessed be His name, is one and alone, that there is no oneness in any way like Him, and that He alone is our God, was, is, and will be. I believe with complete faith that the Creator, blessed be His name, has no material body or form, He has no human body or attributes, and He has no likeness. Again, it's Orthodox Jews believe. Think about it. It's not Messianic, it's Orthodox. I believe with complete faith that the Creator, blessed be His name, is the first and the last. I believe with complete faith that the Creator, blessed be His name, is the only one to whom it is proper to pray and that it is uh, important to pray for Him alone. I believe with complete faith that all the words of the prophets are true. I believe with complete faith that the prophecy of Moses, our teacher, peace unto him, was true and that he was the father of the prophets, both of those who preceded and of those who followed him. I believe with complete faith that the whole Torah, which we now possess, was given to Moses, our teacher, peace unto him. I believe with complete faith that this Torah will not be changed and that there will not be other Torah given by the Creator, blessed be his name. I believe with complete faith that the Creator, blessed be his name, knows all the deeds and thoughts of human beings and it is said, it is he who fashions the hearts of all of them, he who oversees all their actions. I believe with complete faith that the Creator, blessed be His name, rewards those who observe His commandments and punishes those who transgress His commandments. I believe with complete faith in the coming of Mashiach, Messiah, and although He may come late, nevertheless, I wait every day for Him to come. I believe with complete faith that there will be resurrection of the dead 
at the time when it will be the will of the Creator. Blessed be His name and exalted be His remembrance forever and ever. So here's the third principle of Orthodox Judaism. So we have much in common with these doctrines. Much in common. Many things we have believed together at the same things. But since we are Messianic believers, we have one significant difference. Very significant. Rambam spoke about the coming of the Mashiach on this earth. And we believe that the Messiah has already come. And that he will come a second time. Isaiah 53. It is only one place from many other places. So let us briefly recall some of the doctrines we believe with complete faith. And before that, I want to make one significant statement. Please listen to me carefully. Up to this point, I said that I am sharing with you my opinion on Messianic Judaism. And that there are many different points of view on this subject. Now, I want to say with all confidence that there can be no other opinion in matters of faith and fundamental doctrines. Only one truth. There is no two truths or three truths. One One of the theologians says, says, unity in necessary things, freedom in doubtful things, love in all things. Unity in necessary things. In the fundamental, there can be only unity. There is no other way. By saying this, I mean that if a community or a person calls himself a messianic believer, but does not share the Bible's point of view on the main issues, then he is not a messianic believer, no matter how he calls himself. Yeshua makes us messianic believers. We are living in the last times, and unfortunately today there are a lot of different delusions and false teachings. Satan is trying to deceive believers and separate them from the saving truth. So let's look at some biblical doctrines. So we believe with perfect faith in the following. We believe that the entirety of the Hebrew scriptures and the New Covenant scriptures is the inspired, infallible, inerrant, in its original language, an authoritative word of God. The scriptures are the internal, supreme law and the fullest revelation of God to man. The scripture will serve as the ultimate authority for congregational life, teaching, conduct, doctrine, principles of faith and perspective. We believe in the Holy Scripture. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. All Scripture, let us say together, all Scripture. Torah, Prophets, and we believe in Vita Hadashah too. All Scripture is inspired by God 
and useful for teaching, for reproof, for restoration, and for training in righteousness. And so we wholeheartedly believe that what the Bible says about marriage, that marriage is possible only between a man and a woman. The Bible speaks about sin, about relationships between people, etc. We believe in all of it, because it is in the Scriptures. We believe in only and one and only living God, the Holy One of Israel, eternally existing in a complex unity revealed in three expressions of Father, Ben, Son, and Ruach HaKodesh, Holy Spirit, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-present. He creates and guides all creatures and made, makes, and will make everything. He knows the hearts and actions of all men, and one day will reward the righteous and judge the unrighteous. We believe in it with all our hearts. Isaiah chapter 48, and if you have the scriptures with you, please open it. It is very important to read. Very important. And we had so many wonderful messianic prophecies today. So many wonderful. It is one more. Actually, one of my favorite ones. Isaiah 48, verse 12. Listen to me, Jacob. Israel, whom I called. I am he. Who is he? The Lord God of Israel. I am he. I am the first. I am also the last. Surely my hand founded the earth. And thank you, Danny, for reading that. My hand. My right hand spread out the heavens. When I call to them, they stand together. If you want to know how, you can read the first book of the scripture of the Bible. Bereshit, Bara Elohim. Right hand of the Lord. Right there, Yeshua. Verse 16. Draw near to me. Hear this. Who is saying this? The Lord. The Lord. Since the beginning, I have not spoken in secret. From the time it existed, I was there. So now Adonai Elohim has sent me. The Lord is saying, the Lord sent me. I mean, is it obvious here? I know it's, it's, you need to be too smart not to understand this truth. <laughs> and I know, I'm so sorry, so many of our people, Jewish people, are, they, don't, don't, they don't understand this place. I was there. So now Adonai Elohim has sent me. And his Ruach. His Spirit. Thus says Adonai, your Redeemer. Adonai, the Lord, who is Redeemer, Yeshua. (laughs) The Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God. You see here the Father, 
you see the Son, Yeshua, and you see the Holy Spirit. Presence of the Lord in this place. So obvious. It's hard not to see it. We believe that with all our hearts that Yeshua of Nazareth is the one and only promised Messiah. The one and only promised Messiah. And you know, I came, we came from Nikolaev, Ukraine. And if you know that uh, Schneerson, one of the last messiahs, he was born in Nikolaev. Yeah. But believe me, the messiah will not come from Nikolaev. <laughs> messiah came from another place. Do you remember what the name of the place? Bethlehem. House of Bread. We believe that Yeshua of Nazareth is the one and only promised Messiah and Redeemer of Israel and the whole world. He is the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. We believe in His virgin birth, sinless life, miracles, atoning death through His shed blood on the tree, His bodily resurrection on the third day, and his physical return as king of Israel and master of the universe in power and glory. By his life, death, and resurrection, he fulfilled the messianic prophecies in the Hebrew scriptures related to Messiah's first coming. Isaiah 53, it is the chapter. He is the visible image of the invisible God, the exact representation of God's nature, and the perfect expression of His glory. He is the Word of God, the living Torah, and the fullest representation of God to man. He is the Aleph and Tav, the first and last, the beginning and the end. He was internally with the Father, in the beginning and was not created. He was born. All things are created through him and by him. He is fully divine and yet came in the flesh. The fullness of the deity dwells in him in bodily form. And he is the father, our one, a half. We believe in the total deity and total humanity of the Lord Yeshua the Messiah. Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Yeshua spoke directly about himself these words. John chapter 10, verse 30. I and the Father are one. I often heard the fairy tales of people who call themselves Messianic believers but did not believe that Yeshua is the Lord. I call it fairy tales. Personally. They said it was not a Jewish point of view and the early apostles did not teach about it. But let's look at what the apostles and rabbis said about Yeshua in the books of the New Testament. Very briefly. One of the most famous rabbis of his time, Rabbi Shaul, whom the entire Christian world knows as the Apostle Paul, he taught, Romans chapter 9, 5, to them belongs, belong the patriarchs, and from them, according to the flesh, the Messiah, who is over all, God, 
blessed forever. Amen. Apostle John, Yohanan, Jewish guy Yohanan, fisherman, who became a great apostle, who was closest to Yeshua, he was closest one to him, and knew many secrets personally from the words of the Messiah, spoke about him. John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2 and 3. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Again, Perishi 1, Genesis 1. He was with God in the beginning. All things were made through Him, and apart from Him nothing was made that has come into being. We believe in it with all our faith. This is why we are Messianic. This is why we are Messianic. There can, no, there can be no other opinion on the basis of the Bible whether Yeshua is the Lord or not. And you and I believe in this with perfect faith. We believe in the work and presence of the Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh, in the life of the believer. He is the comforter. He is our guide. He is gift giver. And by whose indwelling the believer is enabled to live a godly life. He brings forth the fruit of righteousness in the lives of all followers of the Messiah. The Holy Spirit also gives orders and leads the local body of believers, enabling them to become a community of love and service. Because of the Holy Spirit we are uni in unity, we united. John chapter 14 verse 16. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper so he may be with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not behold him or know him. You know him. Because he abides with you and will be in you. And today he is inside of us. In us. We believe that man was created in the image of God, but because of Adam's disobedience fell into sin. We believe that unless man repents from his sin and accepts Yeshua the Messiah as his Messiah, Lord and Savior, and actively submits to and puts his trust in him and in him alone, he is condemned to eternal separation from God. Without Yeshua there is no way. Yeshua is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through Him. There is no other ways. The only provision God made for reconciling man to Himself was through the atoning work of Messiah Yeshua, who died as the sacrifice for our disobedience and rose again, manifesting the, his victory over sin and death. This is what makes us Messianic. <laughs> this is what, what makes our congregation Messianic congregation. Okay, I probably have five more minutes, so I would like to give us very important confirmation because this is who we are. This is what makes us Messianic. There is much more, but I just wanted to say the basis of our beliefs. Yes. 
Today's Torah portion is full of different rules and details about sacrifices and burnt offerings. And all details were important. But they found that many people get caught and misinterpret the details without understanding of the whole picture. The ministry of priests aimed not to develop a set, not only to develop a set of rules. It's not about rules. The main goal of the temple service was to bring people's attention to the Lord, to show them his mercy and the future sacrifice of the Messiah. And also the goal of sacrifices was to bring the presence of the Lord into Israel so that the people would have living relationship with him. We all know how important it is to have the presence of the Spirit of God in our lives. Without him, we are nothing. And today we pray for mercy over us, over Israel and the whole world. And we pray that many people would turn their hearts to the Lord and cry yes. to Him. Yes. Many desire revival and pray zealously for the move of the Holy Spirit on this earth. We pray for the move of the Holy Spirit, for His revival. For some of those who pray that prayer, revival means that the Lord will suddenly come, suddenly change everything, and such change will require little or more effort from them. But I noticed that we have to pray and pay a certain price to walk in victory, receive an answer to a prayer, and see a miracle in people's lives. When we read about the miracles that took place in the ministry of Yeshua, we see that sick people had to come to Yeshua to receive their healings. And if they could not walk, their friends brought them to Yeshua. Is it true? Not paying attention to people's opinion, uh, Zacchaeus uh, climbed a tree. Do you remember that story? That short man climbed a tree. So that Yeshua would notice him. He paid the price. He humbled himself. A woman suffering from bleeding so desired to touch Yeshua, so desperately desired to touch him, that she squeezed through the crowd even though she could be killed for it. She paid her price. That was the price paid in order to receive their miracles. We all have our parts to input into the great revival of our people Israel. And I would like to uh, conclude with these words. If you read carefully, priests had to uh, keep fire burnt, burning on the altar day and night. They were laying the burnt offering in order uh, upon it, upon this fire. It was a, it was a difficult, uh, tiring work. It was an easy service to the Lord. Their ministry didn't look so spiritual from the outside because it was hard work and never-ending responsibility. And now, when the priests had completed their part, only then would the Lord receive the sacrifice. It wasn't the other way around. The Lord did not come to do all the preparation work and only then invited the Kahanim to join this beautiful ceremony. They had to work. The point is that those who pray and long for revival must take steps to set 
the stage for the Spirit of the Lord, for the victory, healing, and a miracle. And I would like to stop right now, right here. I just would like to encourage you and say thank you for your ministry. Messianic Judaism is not just a knowledge of things. It is application of these things. I know if you're tired in your ministry, I can tell you it is okay. If you have blood on your shirts, it is okay. I mean, spiritual thing. <laughs> it is hard work. You build your altar unto the Lord so that He can come and rest in His presence in your life. So, I would like to invite uh, Rabbi Selina, Cantor Derek. Let us stand together. blessing to you and sustain you and remind you throughout this entire week that the Lord is for you, not against you. Amen? Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Yair Adonai Panavalecha Viechunecha Yis Adonai Adonai Panavalecha Vayasem Lecha Mind you, if you need a prayer, please stay here. Uh, Sam and Jackie, Lee and Ann, they will pray for you with gladness, with, uh, with all their hearts. And Baruch Atah Adonai, Eloheinu Melechaolam, Hamotzelechem, Minchah. Amen. Shabbat Shalom, Mishpachah. And it's very broken, even the original script. So we have it. It's, it's in very. It's, it's very um, cut up, if you will. So we don't have, even have a full version. We have no idea what was in between. There's a lot of space. Okay. I was really curious because I was reading some things about it, and I know that it was expounding on things that are in scripture. But then I'm like, if it was like legit, it would be in scripture. It is not accepted in the Jewish world. Okay. And in, in the Christian world, so nobody knows in the where it came from. It, it, it mentioned, but we don't know what kind of you know, what kind of. Do I, am I skipping something?